Uh, welcome back to the podcast. This is my first time in a bit, uh, and this is WMMA all day, every day. I'm joined by Gugabe and Technical Tim for an edition of reviewing a catastrophic night in UFC Sunrise, Jack Ray versus Manson, and to look forward to an hopefully night in um, Iaquinta versus Cerrone. So how are you guys doing today? Yeah, pretty good. It's nice to hear you've recovered from your, cupping, your tragic cupping incident. Uh, yeah, and that was very bad. I was in what percentage of your body today. have you gained control of? Yeah. It's not a myth, but it's also very dangerous. Fair enough. <laughs> the missile on your chakras, I'm guessing. Um, yeah, I missed all my bets and I just went really reckless. It, it was my bad. Um, yeah. But speaking of that, we've got... Um, a decent card last time, April 27th, and most of the fights seemed pretty easy to figure out uh, after two pretty bad robberies and one really dumb fight uh, down pretty much the entire bet. So what do you want to start with? you want to start with Arlovsky Sakai, which was fun and not a robbery um, at all? Let's think. Lehman looked actually looked decent in Spaghetti. I was proud of, I was proud of Diego Lehma. Oh yeah, that that was. I mean, I don't generally feel strongly about Diego Lima, but he looked. He's coming in the right direction. Like <laughs> I feel like Court McGee just kind of ran in with his face the entire time. Court McGee looked terrible, and Lima was just yeah. like, bam left hooks, which is yeah. He, he was he landing works, works. left hook like it was a jab. Like that's how often he was landing it. Like yeah. like it, I was just like, dude, like how the fuck can you land like? It's like, isn't McGee and his team kind of prepared for that? Because that's all Lima ever threw. So I just figured, like, he wouldn't get hit with it 30 times, maybe, like, twice. <laughs> yeah, I think at some point, McGee has to be adjusting to this issue, even if his yeah. team isn't. Yeah. It feels like uh... McGee started out just running in face forward, and then he started jabbing in, but Lima could just key on the jab and punch him anyway. So... Yeah. It was a bad performance from Mickey. I think it's a theme of the night, but it's more somebody, the vet looking terrible when there's like the newcomer looking good. <laughs> I mean, um, you could say that, but at least with Manson, you could kind of see that he looked very, very good, yeah. even though Jackaray looked very bad, where yeah. here it was just like Lima doing the same thing he always does, McGee throwing himself into Lima's game with legitimate enthusiasm. Yeah. Um... Would anybody have any opinions on Hill Escobar? Oh, no. no. That sounds about right. Uh, Jason Gonzalez annoyed me a bit. I thought he'd do a bit more to, like, stay alive. He just kind of tapped immediately. Yeah, he got mired. Like, I wish that um, Mike Davis and Jason Gonzalez had swapped, like, had swapped matchups. So Mike Davis had tapped instantly. Uh, whilst, um, so Gonzalez tapped instantly to Burns, whilst Mike Davis stubbornly held on for two rounds. <laughs> Yeah, Mike Mike Davis's like choke defense actually kind of impressed me. Like like uh, I don't know for for being that's the first time he's really gone against like a high level black belt, and he like fought hands well. Like I was actually yeah. kind of I mean it sucks that he has to fight someone that good in his like first UFC fight, but uh like I I don't know I I feel like he could be good if they yeah he could yeah, develop he's... like he he has room to develop. Yeah, he's pretty athletic. Same yeah. yeah. It's extremely likely that Burns is the best grappler Davis will ever face, regardless yeah. of how he stays in the UFC. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, because apart from like two or three guys, I guess. Yeah, I mean, apart from like you got Maya, Jackeray, but none of those those guys aren't lightweights. In terms of pure grappling, who's better than Gilbert Burns at lightweight? You got Khabib. Um, Carlos Tagovier for for him might be comparable. Uh, and then Oliver is not bad either. Um, but yeah, like Oliver is just more like aggression. Yeah, yeah. And Burns is like a legit world class. Yeah, player. like positionally and yeah. Yeah. True. Uh, Jander Hoba versus um, Esparza. That was no, a weird one. Really I, I felt like Esparza just kind of outplayed Jander Hoba in a lot of it. Yeah, that fight kind of like um, I was on Jander Hoba just a unit and like I still think Esparza like I understand why she got the decision for sure. Um. But it was like she didn't do anything <laughs> either, you know. Yeah. Um, she kind of would just lay in guard and then get outstruck on the feet. And Jandaroba was actually like threatening whenever she'd yeah. get on top. And it's like if the, if they fought, it, it just seemed like whoever went for the takedown first would win the round, <laughs> like type of thing. So it, yeah. it was like if Jandaroba was a little more urgent going for takedowns, I feel like she could have took that fight. But um, I don't know if you guys saw the same thing, but I just thought it was kind of weird. Yeah, I'd, argue, I'd agree with that. It just, yeah. it, 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 you know, the dynamics played out a few times where it's just like control over yeah. everything else, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, I know. It just seems like the gender hope was a bit too willing to try and go for her stupid sweeps against Sparza, who was just playing heavy. And yeah, yeah. Sparza just seems a bit big for her, too. Yep. It's pretty wildly. And so next. Uh, Andre Arlovsky versus Augusto Sakai, in which walking forward menacingly is now part of the scoring criteria. I seriously, I do not understand how you give that decision to Sakai. I just, you know, it boggles my mind. But the first two rounds, Arlovsky landed at more harder shots. <laughs> Sakai was moving forward. What more needs to be said? See, see, if you're moving forward and you don't have any impact to the shots, you're automatically winning. It was like, you know, Olofsky was never hurt or anything, was he? I don't, I don't think he was ever actually hurt. It felt like he was going to be hurt at some point, just because... Yeah, but it's a lot of narrative. People assume because he's Olofsky, he's going to die. Yeah, but Sakai didn't do much at all. Olofsky was yeah. a... You know, looks shit. bullshit. Yeah, I just, I just... That's complete failure of judging. How do you feel about that decision, Tim? Yeah, so I, I didn't... um I didn't play the fight, and so, like... You know, I'm obviously going to be a little biased on maybe other fights, even though I try not to be. But like, yeah. I, so I didn't even have anything on this, and that was an absolutely dreadful. I, I thought I thought Andre won all three rounds, or maybe like two one. Um, yeah. Like I thought he just swiped the first two clean. Like, yeah. and um, it was funny because I got I bet Andre after round one, like live. And then I ended up just arbitraging, even though I yeah. shouldn't have had to after round two, because I was like, I could see these judges being really dumb because I kind of thought they're having weird cards earlier in, in the night. So I just like arbitrage, but that was bad. Like, I, I mean, and if you bet Sakai at minus 150, you're a fucking idiot and you got really lucky. Yeah. And also, like, honestly, I was lucky. So I, was, I had like five years enough too. I was looking at the live line, it was plus 100, and I was like, I feel like going like, 20 units here. <laughs> but I didn't. I was lucky. It was just like, it's plus 100. 
and really the only way that Sky should win this fight is <laughs> finishing it. I just said, they gave Sakai round two unanimously, and they didn't give Sakai round three unanimously. What? What? Like, I, I, I could, I could, I can see an argument for giving Sakai round three, but round two, no. <laughs> yeah, I think that was worth worse than the Rothwell decision, like by a lot. Like, I thought the Rothwell yeah. one, you could have like yeah. argued Ivanov, even though I thought Rothwell won, but it wasn't like a complete robbery. But th- this no. was this was really bad. I thought. Yeah. And it's always so many hot takes from the community because you see, you know, I feel people like, oh, I love he's being paid five hundred thousand dollars. Doesn't matter. I'm like, how does that? <laughs> the, real, the judging of the sport should be pretty. Literally, nobody, nobody in the media gave Sakai the um, decision. Yeah. <laughs> it needs to be said. I've seen I've seen people who were on Sakai and Sandhagen. They would claim Sakai won, and even though he got doubled up on the volume, yeah. and then they they would claim. Lin- like they would claim Sanhagen won because of the volume. I'm like, okay, you can't have it both ways. And Lineker was actually landing meaningful shots, where Sakai wasn't compensating the volume with power. So it was just yeah. like, yeah. So it was kind of just weird. Yeah, pretty much. Like, yeah, the two philosophically completely opposite. I don't know. Yeah. You know, it's, uh, Takashi Sato versus Ben Saunders. Um, ben Saunders looked like he was doing okay for a bit and died. I yeah. guess that's just how Ben Saunders is these days. I mean, even against, like, Lyman Good, he landed, like, a few body kicks and just got pulled clinch and murdered. So, yeah. He's not terrible, I guess. He's just not durable at all. He shot to shit. I don't expect yep, how that went. Yeah, he just kind of died. I mean, yeah, he looked okay, but, yeah, but he died. I, uh, I hit Sato after round one. He became, like, yeah. the underdog, and I was just, like, He's gonna like Saunders is just gonna get knocked out. <laughs> Why would I not hit this? He has ten minutes still. And, yeah, that's true. And he kind of—I I thought he kind of threw a ton of volume in round one to where he wouldn't be able to do that while staying defensively sound. So I, I ended up hitting Sato pretty heavy. True. Uh, Robert Skifford—that was—that was something. <laughs> I wasn't—I wasn't super impressed by that. Um, Robert's apparently a hyper prospects, but I don't see that. So, Robert's complaining on. Robert's pulled a um, what's his name? Um, Kevin Holland. Could I pull Kevin Holland against Gerald Mearshart bitched after the fight, but it didn't like wrestling when Kevin Holland was when he did it. Who executed like half the takedowns? Yeah, it was. Roberts was beating the on the feed, and he just kept engaging with Gifford when Gifford clearly gave him like at least a on the ground. Roberts won everywhere, but it was also like Gifford had a weirdly active bottom game. No. Just didn't like control him as well as he did on the feet, where Roberts just punched him in the face whenever he wanted to. Gifford is essentially what Ortega is supposed to work like, is is how Brian Ortega was supposed to be. <laughs> I mean, if Ortega can box. Uh, so Ortega. Uh, no, Ortega's good. Take... He, he absorbs damage very well, I'll give him that. But um, Lenica Santagen, again, uh, I felt Lenica won that, but Total I think robbery. it's like a 70 I felt like it was a 70 30 decision. Like, it was it was nowhere near as bad as Zalofsky Sakai. <laughs> I mean, I think there's a better case for 30 27 Lineker than there is for Sandhagen. Yeah. I think giving Sandhagen a round was actually pretty generous. 
because round two, Lineker still landed. Sanhagen landed more volume. He still like, if you actually watch the fight, instead yeah. of just stats, Sanhagen dealt nowhere near as much damage. So yeah, even looking Sanhagen's body. Yeah, you you could argue twenty nine twenty eight Lineker, and yep. that'd be fine, I guess. There's no way to argue twenty nine twenty eight Sanhagen. Well, even, like visually, look at Sandhagen's body throughout most of that fight. His like half of his body was red, and Lenica was just sort of Lenicaing. Ah, uh, yeah, but see, we forgot body shots don't score. And also, I felt like because this is odd, because Lenica was so much shorter, I felt like it was easier for him to remain defensively sound because mm-hmm. like there was a lot less space for him to be hit on. <laughs> like, like it just seemed like Sandhagen kept, kept kicking his guard and then getting punched because Sandhagen couldn't really cover himself. I mean. I felt like Sanhagen did a good job considering how bad of a matchup Lineker was to start with. Because, yeah. like, if you look at the Alcantara fight, Sanhagen just driven straight back to the fence. And Lineker didn't fight as aggressively as I wanted him to. Because if Alcantara could do that to Sanhagen, Lineker could do that to Sanhagen. And uh. Sanhagen did a good job, like, you know, confusing Lineker on the outside and jabbing him up. It's just. Lineker objectively landed the bigger shots. Sure. If you're going to ignore that for judging, there's really no point in having judges. Yeah. Um, I, I felt like round one was like 70 30 Lineker. I felt like Sandar, I gave round two to Sandar, just sort of edging it. Round three was clearing Lineker. Well, you know, if you look at the actual decision, Sandar won because somebody gave him round three. Yeah, that's, yeah. What, that's what made me mad. Uh, because, like, I, I, I think Lineker won. Um, I, I gave it 2-1. Like, I know Saram was a little more strongly opinionated that, that Lineker won. I, I, I think Lineker won, but I thought it was 2-1. Like, I gave Sanhagen round two. But round three was, like, I didn't even think round three was in the equation for debating. And then, yeah. like, and then, and then I was just like, I thought it pretty much came down to round one. And yeah. then whenever I saw that, that fucking idiot Derek Cleary, who just robs money from me, like, consistently a few thousand dollars every year, he just, like, I, I, I don't see how you could possibly give that round to Sandhagen. It, it's just fucking insane. But, um, like, I, yeah, yeah. That, that's pretty much my opinion on it. I thought it came down to round one. I thought Lineker edged that out. But I, I can't believe a judge gave round three to Sandhagen. I mean, he almost got, yeah. he was, like, severely hurt at the end of that round. Yeah. Lineker, once again, doing the old um, going for guillotine whilst rocking the person. It's yeah. like... It's just such a low percentage way of because you've given up if you don't finish you've given up dominant position on something you just rocked. Well, I mean, Sandhagen was shooting, so I think it was more either Sandhagen stalls me out against the fence for the last fifteen seconds, or I look like I'm doing something. I don't know. Maybe you could maybe you could have landed some um, ground elbows or something. I don't know. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Uh, Texera Kutlaba. I was a bit annoyed to hit the under. The unders in here on this one. That was Tashara's new thing, I guess, is just like almost getting murdered in round one and coming back. His chin's a bit better than I thought it would be. What's that? His chin's a bit better than I thought it would be. Like, yeah, he took some legit shots off Kutalaba, and it wasn't until that massive fire, spinning back fist, he got really hurt. I mean, I'm not even sure it's a chin thing, because, like, obviously his chin's not, like, total, or else he wouldn't have survived at all. But it's more like his chin is mediocre at this point, and he's just able to recover weirdly quickly. And yeah. Kudalaba just blew himself out trying to finish like any rational person would do. And just yeah. <clears throat> <clears throat> yeah. 
Yeah, that happens. I just love what got the done quicker. But a bunch of Glover sub one and the under, so oh well. Yeah, Glover won me cash here, so I was happy. I I yeah. uh, I kind of like I I actually did think his chin was a little like being kind of just like over um, exaggerated. Like I, I didn't think it's like as good as it was back in the day, but yeah. um. But I, I also thought Kudalaba's takedown defense actually looked a lot better than I thought it would. Oh, it um, did, yeah. Yeah, yeah so I, I was a little surprised by that. But uh, I did think any time it went to the floor that Glover would get, like, an insta finish, and that kind of ended yeah. up happening. So I was happy with that. True. Uh, Perry Oliveira, great fight. Fun fight. That was fun. Like, yeah, I, I, this one makes you Oliveira. Like, I felt like Oliveira, minus one, eighty, whatever it was, was the smart, was the... Was the logical bet, but you just all of it was too big an idiot. I mean, I didn't have any bets here because I figured yeah. I had ends by KO, like fucking plus 150. Uh, and I was <laughs> there were like five, there were like four decent spots for KO. There. I mean, Oliveira could have just run forward behind right hands in the first round and probably finished it. Yeah, it didn't Perry got hurt badly in the first round, didn't he? And then hurt Oliveira badly at the start in the, first, in the first round. I remember there was like there was like three or four like separate distinct periods where you definitely could have gotten stoppage with a little bit more um, accuracy or luck. Yeah, probably. I know it's just hard to really look into this fight from an analytical point of view. It's just insanity. Yeah, it's too. Don't really have a game plan doing things that do a game. Okay, nice one. Yeah. Um, Hardy Smolyakov, nothing to say here. There's nothing to say here. Yeah, pretty much. Looks um, a bit like a fix. Well, not say a fix, but like very encouraged, uh, a very um anticipated outcome. I mean, it was objectively a setup. Yeah. You don't need it to be like to be a setup. Yeah. Oh um, well, we got the result they wanted. Congratulations. Yeah. Manson Jackaro. Uh, uh, congratulations to Manson, but I just, I just felt a lot of I just felt more underwhelmed with Jackaro's age and he just didn't look right compared to Manson really. Looking great. Like I still think Weidman and stuff beat the Weidman and a few other guys beat the Manson. I mean I'd probably favor Weidman over Manson, but I also think Hermanson looked pretty good against Jackaro. Jackaro was able to like really, really beat Jack up when um when he committed to like hitting the body and actually yeah. he just he was just weirdly skittish early and his cardio was blown out because of round two. So yeah, well, I think round one just, I think round one because like once he got hurt he just seemed to gas a fair bit, you know, he probably just gas lost some composure and never really recovered it. Oh yeah, and he just didn't do anything from guard, so that's another I had a bunch of the under one and a half. I do wish him had some tap Jackaro. Just because it would have made it would have made that my night a lot insane. better. Actually, I would have preferred that still would have made my life a lot better. I mean, that's probably fair. I just had a bet on Jackeray, which it seemed weirdly close from, you know, four. Hermanson kind of just got run back to the fence by Tiago Santos, and Jackeray actually put the ability to pressure. But Jackeray decides not to pressure because he's super tired, and Jack just beats the crap out of him in the open. Uh, Tim, anything you want to say about the main event? Yeah, I uh, I lost on Jacare here, and I um, I pretty much think like 
I think that the reason why I kind of like a lot of people made mistakes on betting Jacare is I think like at least for me I was expecting just like a pretty quick submission like yeah. because I thought he was just gonna get a takedown honestly early in round one so I wasn't even really worried about his gas tank because yeah. Jack, Jack Romanson when he gets put on his back like you can pass his guard and get the type of chokes that Jacare wants pretty easily so yeah. I, I I kind of thought that was going to happen, and I think I just overlooked the possibility of Jacare like not going for that game plan, and then just losing a decision based on gassing, or, or, yeah. or like just losing the fight based on gassing. So I think that's kind of where people fucked up on. But yep. at the same time, like I still think if he went for a quick submission, I think he is fully capable of getting it. Well, I mean, uh. her mansion can and Sosa kind of can't. If you look at historically, it relies on the cage. And Hermanson did a good job. Just like when Sosa tried to pressure early, Hermanson just, you know, landed combinations inside. And that worked out well. Like the first one dropped Sosa. Then he just decided not to pressure until round three because of that. So Sosa has a, de- a decent double leg, though. And like, uh, like, yeah. l- like, that's what Mutante did versus Hermanson. So, like, I. I, I, I see what you're saying, though. Like, um, maybe he doesn't commit to it all the time, but I do think yeah. he's capable of getting it. Like, if, if he, yeah. like, actually went for it, but there's always mm-hmm. a risk of gassing if he, like, tried to grab it. Also, Matson psychologically seems like the sort of guy who would just sort of go with being taken down. Because Matson's dumb enough to think, oh, okay, he's, dumb, he's in my guard. This is the place I can beat Jacko. Yeah, it <laughs> like, was just like. It, it I don't trust Matson's takedown defense discipline. Yeah. Like, I'm not sold that if Jacare went for takedowns that Hermanson would just stop it. Like, I feel like he would get taken down. But, um... Yeah. But, but like, I don't know. It depends on the conditions, because I think if you give uh, Jacare room to work on the fence, he has a chance of finishing takedowns. But in the open, like, the only double I can really recall him hitting was against Tim Bush, who kicked at the wrong time, just got driven through. So, I think Hermanson did a good job keeping Souza off him on the fence with that early flurry. But yeah. in general, if they were to wrestle in the open, I'd probably give Hermanson the edge. My way I see it, I see it's kind of like remember Nelson Meyer, where it was just like Meyer just kind of threw himself at <laughs> Nelson and Nelson kind of accepted the grappling match. I could see that dynamic happening here where like Jacko doesn't have to be hitting good takedowns. He just needs to be going for them. And Hermanson will just sort of indulge, indulge him. Hermanson will be like, oh, I, 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 can, I can maybe hit the and Matt's is like, maybe I can hit the guillotine here. I think that's not a smart fight overall. I doubt he'd just, you know, go into Sosa's A game without. I think, I, I think Hermanson could. Hermanson's lust for the guillotine. He kind, <laughs> of, he kind of accepted it, that type of fight versus Latus in many ways. So, like, yeah. I. Wasn't that I, an injury? I think, I think it's a little mixed. Yeah, the first round he's getting pushed. First round he got pushed up against the cage. I think it's a little mix of both. I agree. I think, like, he could have. I, I think Jacare is capable of getting the grappling going, but maybe not as easy as we think. Like kind of like a Siram saying, it's just. A, I, I I wish I could have just seen Jacare get on top because I feel yeah. like if he if he got on top like at some point, it he really could have. Yeah. I, I think he could have finished him personally. It's just could he have gotten Probably. on top easily? Maybe not. Yeah. But I I just wish we could have seen it because he never. Nice same try. Yeah. Exactly. Um, all right, so on to the next card, I guess. Uh, yep. Starting with the late matchup of Mitch Gagnon, a man who has not fought since UFC 2, 
and Cole Smith, a man who pushes I've people into the cage. Fun. Cole Smith is very, very good at pushing, pushing people into the cage. Is he? How would you rate Cole Smith's cage pushing skills? Um, th- I mean, if he was trying to do that against anyone who like has any sort of wrestling background, they'd just fight an underhook and get away very, very quickly. But when you are fighting a guy like Gagnon, I, I think it could work. Like, I, like, I, uh, this fight's this fight's tough, man. I, I, I'm not sure. Like, I kind of want to play Smith by decision at plus two eighty five because I feel yeah. like he might just. I feel like he might just wrestle fuck him, but I, I could totally see Gagnon just styling on him and being like, you're not UFC level either. The issue I have here is partly Cole Smith is 5'11 and is cutting to um, Bantamweight on the two weeks' notice. <laughs> Good yeah, luck. That's betting on late finish territory. That's yeah. just like, that's not healthy. Like, like and Cole Smith doesn't look, doesn't look like a small dude, does he? I mean, no, he didn't. That's how surprising with me, 5'11". I was like, holy, holy he's 5'11"? He isn't as bad as you Because like most UFC bantamweight 5'11s tend to be like, you know... Yeah, you know, or like really skinny dudes. Or, you know, Cole yeah. Smith just looks like a generic like lightweight. Yeah, the only thing I remember seeing of Gagnon was him performing well against uh, Burrell. People yeah. still thought Burrell was good, you know, when he was bad. Like after yeah. the Dotra fight, he just went off a cliff, but Burrell was like a minus 700 favorite, and yeah. Gagnon did well before just getting choked. So. Yeah, Gagnon's got good, he's got good, decent striking, decent power, he's got a bit of a guillotine, he, he jumps guillotines on hurt people, which always annoys me, but oh well. Um, he's not terrible. I don't yeah. think yeah, 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 the issue is he's, 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 like, he's pretty much dominant cruise himself over the last three years, so... Yeah, he's like he's blown out like both knees or some shit, and I can't remember exactly what he's done. Are are you on Gagnon here, uh, Gugaba? Yeah, small. Yeah, I'm I, like, on it. I get the play, but I also yeah. like, I also I, like, I could definitely say I could definitely see Cole Smith cage pushing him. Like Cole Smith's oh, cage 100%. pushing is is yeah. beautiful. It's like watching it's like watching Pete Randy Couture. <laughs> <laughs> like his entire all the, all the film was against the cage. It was amazing. It's he, all he, he didn't does. do it. He didn't really have takedowns. He didn't really have grappling. He just, yeah, he he can do it for fifteen minutes too. And Gagnon will like kind of. I feel like Gagnon's going to have a really good start, and it's a matter of like, will he be yeah. able to finish him? I, like, I think it's going to be a Gagnon early finish, like where he just absolutely fucks him up, or yeah. Smith is just going to win a decision and like kind of break Gagnon. So I don't have like strong opinions on the fight, but. This could easily be like a classic Gugabe. There's levels to this, like versus yeah. a shitty debutante. So I'm I'm not even big on Gagnon to be honest. I'm like I'm like one you down. Yeah, I think maybe uh, maybe a bit maybe a bit an ITD too. I can't remember exactly what I got at the moment, but yeah, I, I just because yeah. Gagnon's been off for so long. I'm just kind of if Gagnon was active and it was the same price, I'd, I'd be slamming it. Yeah, yeah. I know what Gagnon was. Uh. I don't know, Cole Smith just... <laughs> and his back control was just shit. Like, Cole Smith just kind of jumps on people's backs and their backs and then falls off again. Yeah, Gagnon ITD at plus 355, or even him... What's his submission line at plus 525? Like, I, I think it's KO. I think it's KO's live, though. He does, he does actually swang. Yeah, yeah. 
It's just I've seen Smith just give up positions and like right when he gives up the position, he'll get choked out like on the amateur scene. And even though it was when he was an amateur, it was like 2016. So like I feel like that's probably still kind of relevant. Um, so yeah, it, it, it's a, it's a funky fight though. Yeah, true. Um, moving on to Bala Adams. Um, yeah, I'm on decent authority. Bolar's okay for heavyweight, but yeah, get omoplotted by that one guy. Mate, we weeks are some ML was the V play in that situation. I did the tape. I saw the omoplata coming. <laughs> and someone offered an omoplata line. You would have bet the house. Yeah, so it, 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 honestly, it would it would have been just really V play. Um. And Juwan Adams yeah. is very large, I'll give him that. Um, and I remember him basically just like, he kind of beat the crap out of Chris De La Rocha, and if I remember correctly, he kind of yeah. and then beat him up again. I don't yeah. know if I'm right. I think I do. Yeah, well, you think you're about bizarre right. Bizarre fight. That's right, yeah. But Chris De La Rocha is kind of Chris De La Rocha. <laughs> Chris De La Rocha, is, he, he's a big old Mexican with a bullhead, but beyond True. that. Like, Buller's a good deal better than Chris Rocha. Yeah. I think it's really going to come down to when Adam's gases. Yes, that's my main point, too. Because I, th- I think Adams will probably get the better of him early, and then once he gasses, it's like... <coughs> Buller will, will probably take over, but it's like a matter of when he gasses, I feel. Yeah, yeah I agree with that. Um... Yeah, AKA is probably not going to make um, Buller better at anything because that's not how they roll. They just tell him to use his wrestling. <laughs> it seems to... name one person who's got better at AKA. I mean... Oh, um... Justin Willis? Luke Rockhold? <laughs> the I mean, Rockhold, yeah, I guess. Rockhold's yeah, like different than most of their fighters. Like he like has like a different type of game. Yeah, like, I feel. yeah. that's yeah. my thing. That's my thing of AKA. Look at the two people who came into AKA without pre-existing league grappling backgrounds: Justin Willis and Luke Rockhold. Yeah, they're all just like dominant wrestlers who kind of learn how to strike, but like like in just like a wrestle boxing type of way. Which you so the AKA play. coaches, if they're given the world class athletes and with no background in wrestling, will yeah. produce a Luke Rockhold. That's what they want. Well, have, have, have I think you it's more. To Javier Mendez interviews before, like he really seems like, like just being a guy who like comes from a wrestling background. When like I don't know, like he'll be on like Luke Thomas's show, and Luke yeah. Thomas knows a little bit about like technique and even wrestling, like more than Javier Mendez. Yeah. And when they're talking about it, you can tell Mendez just like doesn't even know what like some basic techniques are because he he comes from a striking background. Yeah. So it's like I I feel like. Cormier and like their other really good wrestlers just kind of take over the wrestling coaching there. Like, like I, I feel like they're not well coaked at that gym. Look, my mm-hmm. belief, okay, it's a great place for SNC. It's a great place to spar against other good wrestlers. And it's a great place to store it to source your um, pets. Apart good from that, party, yeah. you know, social pets. But yeah, apart from that, it doesn't seem to really improve any boys' technique or anything. Well, I mean, I think guys like Cormier and like even Khabib, I think Khabib's one of the better success stories from AKA. Yeah, yeah. Khabib's actually developed decent, a good sense for striking. He's not like technically amazing, but he can play his wrestling off of striking and he can not get hit a lot. So I think- yeah, All AKA striking is the only works coming forward with wrestling advantage. Every time we take that well, away from them, they suck. I mean, yeah, I think AKA does 
like the best aka guys tend to depend on wrestling but even if you look at someone like luke rockhold his game falls apart against good boxers but against people who can box as well as guys like bisping Romero, a decently functional game i guess the yeah. issue is that when they like this is just generalizing really really broadly but if an aka fighter can lean on wrestling and durability they are going to and if they can't then they'll probably not but no. someone like dc a skill set of someone who started boxing from the ground up if aka gave him a boxing skill set rather than a this guy's a wrestler we just need to make him wrestle skill set no. a ton better Yeah, I give that. Um, the striking right. skill set of a guy like DC is to close distance and wrestle. It's not really to strike. Yeah, and throw some distraction hands on the way in, or if if a wrestling opens up holes, try and you know. But yeah, this this fight shouldn't be terrible for heavyweight unless you know it is, which is possible. Um, Kyle Nelson versus Matt Sales. Unless I'm uh, last time we saw Sales. He was getting his body beaten up by Shaman Marais's uh, Rogan. Rage Shaman he was doing. Yeah, so it sounds like a bunch of hype coming in. I didn't, I didn't really understand it, but whatever. I'm, I'm, just, on this, I'm just on this. I'm just on NZ, NZRTD here because I got decent, I got a way better price than it was like the rest of the market. So I was like, yeah, it makes sense. Yeah, I remember Nelson debuted against uh, CDF. Yeah. Really, really well but, for like the first two minutes. And yeah. then just gassed out apocalyptically. Yeah, they both got all finishes, so I was just like, all right, probably, probably fairly sloppy fight. I think hopefully it's a decent shot finish. I think I got like plus 170, so I'm happy with that. Yeah, that's even right. Yeah. Sales is favored because he pretty much has a huge volume and gas tank edge. And it's kind of yeah. like, like that. that's why uh, the ITD that Jada is talking about is really good because I think Sales is just going to kind of like gas them out after like a few wild exchanges and then probably finish them. So, yeah. I'm not sure how much you can take from the uh, CDF fight when Nelson was on like one or two weeks notice, if I remember correctly. Yeah, that's true. Um, I've I've seen his other fights, Seth, like regionally, um, and he, like, he doesn't throw much output, and, and like he kind of like what he does is he'll kind of take it, he'll like counter wrestle and get up on and get on top and kind of just like ride top position like he's not really a striker he'll kind of just throw heavy powerful shots and then he can't really do it for more than like a minute if that makes sense yeah that makes sense yeah yeah he's like athletic and strong like that's pretty much it uh tyler versus pepper lick oh we got uh i think prepper filling in for um for cr I'm jealous yeah. the people the Talib was briefly the underdog. <laughs> I'm jealous the people got that line. <laughs> but since the line is now stupid, I just haven't I haven't done any tape whatsoever because I'm just like, yeah, hey, I don't I don't want to fight Talib on four hundred. I mean, to be honest, I know nothing about Prepolek, but I'd be fine betting against Taleb here. Like Taleb's very good, but he also has like a weird composure issue. Sean Strickland was able to just like walk him down in round two after basically nothing happened. Like he won round one, and then he just collapsed. Which, actually, I, I remember I did um type on um I did a quick type in prep like his last fight was against Cody Fister, and it was a reasonably competitive fight. So that was my sort of um takeaway. Is he any good? Like I I I don't even know who he is. 
Cody the first. Cody the, the, oh, no, the I first. The first. I don't know, know Prepolek. I got you. I'm just making sure you know you know one of the faces of the MMA, MMA Mount Rushmore. Uh, <laughs> no, he didn't. He didn't seem particularly good. Cody Vesta got a bunch of take, got a few takedowns, held him down for a bit. Decent striking, I know, just yeah. Eh. Well, he opened I saw, it. I no interesting attributes. Yeah, but I think that's because that's because um, bookies are done. Yeah, he opened as a favorite, and then I like message people on the Discord. I'm like, why yeah. is this guy opening as a favorite? And they're like, and yeah. like a couple people are like, oh no, he sh- he should probably be favored. And then all of a sudden, Tilleb jumped to minus four hundred, and I was like, fuck. Yeah, I think a bunch of us had that conversation. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was like, I was like, why is Tilleb the underdog against some guy I've never heard of? Like, it does. Yeah. Like, yeah, I just like quickly the toilet table was like, oh, this guy look, doesn't look like much of a prospect. Uh... <laughs> I think people just didn't know who he was, and they were like, "Oh, look, he might be decent." I don't know. Because yeah, clearly, the um, default assumption for any day UFC debutant should be top twenty. That should just be where we expect debutants to be. <laughs> Fuck everybody yeah. in the UFC below the top twenty in their division. They just suck. Worse than the regional people. Yeah. I wish uh, that people actually knew how bad the regionals were, like light heavyweight and heavyweight and shit like that. Yeah. Like guys like Cyril Alaska. Destroy other regionals. <laughs> um, next fight: Zahabi and Morales. Zahabi uh... uh, so was the guy who got uh, spinning elbowed by Ramos, right? Was that the last fight? I think that was his last. Yes. Yeah. He just woke up last week. <laughs> that was bad. <laughs> he that he was won bad. a UFC fight before that. Um, yeah, he that, did. It's actually not bad. Like I, uh, no. I originally was like. Because Morales isn't bad either. Like I, I don't yeah. know if you know him, Saram. He he fought. Who's that uh, Chinese fighter? Dong Song. Uh, Dong Song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, he's like a decent boxer, Morales. And um, yeah. I watched Zahabi, and I was originally like kind of thinking maybe to play Morales here, and then after I watched Zahabi, Zahabi's not bad either. Like I feel like it's yeah. a pretty close fight, and in his home country, he should probably yeah. be favored. Um, sure. It, it it will be like a fun fight though. I think. If um Zahabi gets like grappling time, I think he's got a decent chance of subbing him, but standing yeah. Rouse probably edges it. But yeah, just should be a fun fight. Yeah. And yeah, Zahabi's fairly young and he had that year and a half off to um, be in a coma, so um maybe learn <laughs> some things in his coma. <laughs> yeah, sure. Meditation. It does yeah, ages you. Uh Messi Sasson versus Sarah Morales. Um, I, I feel like I should be stabbing the massive WMA underdog because, you know. Yeah. But I'm just going to move on because I, I feel like I've got to talk myself into something stupid on that basis. Yeah, I don't. I, I remember Morales having a terrible fight against, I want to say, Bernardo last time. And... Isn't, the, isn't the guy the distance on this like plus one for 90, which is tempting for women's? Fight starts around two, minus 150. Well, I mean, I think wasn't uh, Fiazon the one that nuked the other girl at two thirty-five? Yeah, still, it's like minus one fifty on a WMA. Not start round two, which isn't on the Rousey. I mean, I think it's fair to take one ninety on Fighter's decision because it's WMMA. Uh, yeah, true. Uh, as Tim pointed out before the last time we discussed uh, Macy, she's a legit finisher, and we saw that last time. So I'm fine with just, you know, letting this one sit. 
yeah, makes sense. Yeah, that's pretty much how I feel. Like, it's like, yeah, that number is enticing, but at the same time, like, Chase Sun is pretty dangerous, so it's like she probably is going to get a finish. Um, but fight starts round two is kind of interesting, but yeah, I, I think Macy's going to finish her. But uh, Sanchez yeah. and Barrialt, or however the fuck you say his name. Uh, Barrialt just looks kind of mediocre from the regional footage. Um, remember we had this discussion a few podcasts ago. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yes. He was getting his ass destroyed by the other guy on the striking until he um, got his take down, and that guy happened to have like sub white belt level jujitsu. Yeah, people listen to that podcast because they smashed Sanchez's line ever since. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna attribute the line movement to. I got I got I got on Sanchez at minus one twenty five. I'm happy with that. So. Yeah. I don't know. I, I just hit my. I just hit Barrio round three at twenty three to one, which I'm happy with because it is Sanchez. Yeah, <laughs> Sanchez might just die in round three. Just, just you know, after you've done it twice, you just yeah, twenty three. If you give it twenty three to one, something's already happened twice. I'm down for that. I mean, even like the Jane's one was one of the um, bizarre comebacks I've ever seen because yeah. Sanchez, like he, he did kind of blow himself out in round one. But James is terrible, and Sanchez made him look good when he was that tired. Yeah, well, that's, a, that's being tired for you. I mean, yeah. well, I mean, even like even so, like when you see guys that are tired, sometimes you can kind of function. Sanchez just yeah. eat poker face yeah. at all. It's like yeah, he was Jackery Gastelum, but times a thousand. Yeah, now, sometimes it just yeah, it just leaves you. I guess um, I don't know. I've, I like the Perez. Sanchez against Perez showed a bit more gas tank, a bit more discipline, a bit more. I think it's more just sense. If he goes for the finish, he goes all out, which is why against James, he just, you know, beat the crap out of James's face and yeah. work. So Sanchez just didn't have anything else to do. Against Perez, I don't remember either ever being in like real danger. So yeah. Sanchez just took it slow, which was smart, but. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah, right. Uh... Sanchez should just generally be better at wrestling. I think he's probably the best striker. It, yeah, Barrio just seems pretty safe class everywhere, and I feel like Sanchez is kind of the big minus B everywhere. And yeah, apart from, apart from the cardio, I just don't see Barrio having many, like, I don't really see where Barrio has an advantage. I mean, if there's a bad spot for Barrio, like, round one, yeah. but he survives, I think Barrio would be worth the bet. But... Yeah. Past that, I think Sanchez is the bet at this line. Yeah, because um, yeah, Mike yeah, Sanchez almost lost to a guy who almost beat John Jones and to Ryan Jones, who has been undefeated ever since. <laughs> Sanchez yeah. isn't bad. Like, like I, I feel like he should be favored here. And um, yeah, like, like, I, I, think, I, I think he should be like minus two fifty odd. Yeah, like I, I think. The way I see it is like I would put him winning this fight like six to seven out of ten, so like around that line, like in the minus two hundred. So I, th- I think uh, there's probably value on him. Um, I'm yeah. glad I got him early at minus. I got him at like minus one thirty or minus one. Yeah. I can't remember. Um, so yeah. Yeah, but right. Um, it's a bit like Harris. Um, I think Harris should kill this man. To be honest, <laughs> I did. I did, yeah. I did the tape. It was ugly, and yeah. And again, it's one, of these big old, it's one of these good old. This is this this is this regional can crush's first real fight, right? Yeah, I mean, 
I would bet Elon Harris if I could trust him not to be stupid. That yeah, even if Harris is stupid, I feel like Spivak will also be stupid. And like Spivak's hands aren't particularly great. Harris got decent chin. Harris is probably more athletic. Harris is bigger. I don't know. Harris, Harris just kills. Just pull guard. Harris could just pull guard and be like, punch me in the face. <laughs> Is that really Spivak's submissions of gradual wife clap and sub or awkward strongman submissions. No, no. Nothing I saw on Spivak's tape tells me he should be plus 140 against Harris. Yeah. Like, just look, yeah, just look at Harris's stock lots. Harris, yeah, Spivak is currently about the same price that Arlovsky was against Old Harris. Oh, uh, yeah, that's fucked up. Spitz was, too, was about the same price. Godbeer was a wider dog. Asker was a wider dog. Sherman was about the same price. I mean, I guess you could kind of say you know that Asker and Godbeer are just, you know, terrible. Uh, I, 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 I put serious thoughts into either of those guys, 50 uh, evens against Pivak. Because Pivak yeah. just really hasn't fought anybody. You know, he's first time leaving his country. First time fighting somebody had, who was like he a had, heavyweight. Like, in Moldova, but yeah. Oh, fuck, that was a serious road trip. Uh, I'm just taking Moldova to um, Ukraine. What? What did a? Sorry, a little off topic. Because I'm, I'm kind of like, like I taped this fight a little bit, and I agree Harris should win. Um, I mean, in the last like five years, Harris has pretty much beaten everybody except yeah. for him, except Never for Dan. Like, yeah, uh, he technically didn't beat Arlovsky, but I thought that yeah. was a close fight. Like personally, I, I I can't really remember, but um, I feel like it's fairly clear Harris win despite being yeah low volume, ugly. Yeah, but. That that win, j- just so you guys, know, I don't look into this shit that much, but I didn't even know this happened. That's why I'm bringing it up. That got, that win got overturned. He tested positive yeah. for yeah. LG. Yeah, that's why I said he technically didn't beat Harris. Or... Yeah, oh, yeah. I, I was, it was, it was a four months suspension. Bad decision. Sorry. Yeah, he was suspended retroactively, and he's back already, which is yeah, nice. it's like four months. Yeah, I'm not like he's concerned. I'm not sure if he's if he's using, he's probably still using. So whatever. No difference. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, I'm looking at the the substance that he got. It, it wasn't like a, a yeah, it wasn't like a designer and science there. It was just like a bad substance. Yeah, I mean he's probably like let's be real. I, I, I'm of guessing course. both of you guys are on steroids. But um, mate, Ukraine is the fucking world's is the world's cleanest country. <laughs> um, but yeah, like I, I feel like I feel like Harris should just like murk this dude personally. But yeah, it's heavyweight. Yeah, it's hard to trust, but I just I feel like Harris could be like minus four hundred without me really having any issues with it. That's true. Yeah. Uh, I've listened to some other podcasts that were just like where people just seem to wiki caps back and I'm just like, all right, good on good on you. <laughs> like, I mean Yeah. Dude hasn't like... really fought hasn't really beaten a heavyweight. I feel like there's a range of possibilities, like of like what could happen here, and it's like, would you really be surprised if Harris just like looked like a minus four hundred guy? And like, I think it would be like a little bit of surprise if this guy's all of a sudden like better than Harris, because I mean, yeah, Harris generally beats all heavyweights, and like, this guy's a fucking regional heavyweight coming yeah. into the UFC. Like, like just like, yeah. if you just use the numbers, like statistically wise. Yeah. It's probably goes on the spectrum of Harris just being a heavy favorite, um, just like statistically. Pretty much. It's just guesswork, and I feel like it's just playing the numbers. Yeah, like my opinion, there's like a 10% chance for any heavyweight to be any heavyweight, right? But like, 
Harris is in my like legit like heavyweight top fifteen, maybe even like French top ten. Regional and Spivak is really not faced adversity. That's always a big one for me. Just like we haven't really had any hard fights. That was really magic dig. I think a good comparison is if you look at like the type of heavyweights that Greg Hardy has been dominating, and then he yep. moved to the USC, and all of a sudden he he fought like a lower level, like like Alan yeah. Crowder is not as good as Harris, and like he, even though I still thought Hardy looked fine in that fight and was yeah. winning, like you you saw how much yeah. different he looked compared to the other guys he was fighting. So I, yeah. I just feel like that kind of dynamics going to play here, except Spivak's just going to get murked. But, yeah. Pretty much, like yeah, just it'll be, it'll be the first time that Spivak walks in there against another a full size heavyweight guy's bigger than him who isn't who hasn't four hundred years old and who uh, who hasn't been picked to lose by his um hometown Ukrainian fight promotion. <laughs> this is just not this is not the UFC is not the place to be having your first adver- your first touch of adversity. Yeah, like yeah. <laughs> that's really okay. Like the Saf- it's like Safrov Thank you, thank you, thank you. Yeah. Thank a bit different because, like, if you're having adversity against Safrov, you are having adversity. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You <know>, Safrov is <laughs> Safrov is something to deal with. Yeah. Like, yeah. Spivak just like yeah. randomly getting getting around a meme KO, maybe. Um, or somehow out volume voluming him wouldn't shock me, but I just I feel like Harry should kill him. Particularly low volume. I know he was really wary against Arlovsky, but but Arlovsky can actually like strike. Exactly. And Harris and, saying, and Spivak seems pretty hittable, so I just feel like Spivak. I feel like Spivak comes out, tries to bully Harris. Harris removes his head. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, um, Katona and and Marab, the fellow Shelley. Um, Hopefully, Marab wins by a t- Tasmanian tigering, so I enjoy Marab's Marab stuff. <laughs> I don't know, he's good. He's yeah. fine. Um, I think I, I actually do think I, I actually think higher of Katona than a lot of people. Like he, he I, I mean, like he, he's pretty well rounded. I mean, he looked like, uh, he looked pretty good against Lopez. Actually, I was impressed yeah. by him against Lopez. Yeah, like, and he has some decent wins on the Ultimate Fighter. Like, he, he beat Bryce Mitchell. Like, he's beaten some yeah. decent guys. Um, yeah. Like, I think he's, like, a quality fighter. I, I don't think he's yeah. going to be challenging for a title anytime soon. But I, like, I think he's, like, a solid fighter who's just not better than some bantamweights who are better than yeah. him type of thing. But, um, yeah, I mean, bantamweights are super deep division, so. Yeah, yeah. Even if but, you're as good, like, Katona, he was pretty impressive against Lopez. He just looked, like, way the fuck faster. But yeah. I also think that, like, Marab, I think he has a more defined, like, title. He's a better wrestler. Set, kind of. Yeah. I think being a good pressure wrestler, it's pretty um, universal. I don't know if that's, like, the right word. Yeah. If you're a good pressure wrestler, it's pretty much going to work for people. Even against fighters as good as, like, RDA. Especially yeah. with that case. Up against pressure Marab. But also, like, Rob's also thing, like, he pretty much beat Mickey, Ricky Simon with Simone, apart from that, it's a very yeah. interesting referee decision. Yeah. I mean, I think the Simone decision wasn't terrible, but he did do a good job, and it's the he best. Was con- he was conscious going... Yeah. <laughs> he was conscious for five minutes. What, <laughs> what more do I have to do? Yeah. I think to like, like, people's... Memory. I think it's fair to consider that, like, a reflex. Look, I was right. The referee allowed the bell to go to end the round. And then... 
declared him finished after the round had finished, which just doesn't make sense to me. If the referee I mean, had just like if the referee I mean, had done like look an at... Asker and Lawler for early stoppage, sure, I'd be like, all right. But the referee allowed the round to finish, and then I mean, even if you look at something like Rodriguez Zombie, the was technically after that five minutes. It's just that Rodriguez rendered him unconscious. If you consider that the same refereeing principle, um, like, yeah, yeah, the, the, um, the referee stopped it before the um. I remember clearly for that one because the referee like stopped it before the bell went. Did he? I think I think the bell went like slightly. And also, yeah, 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 Korean zombie was dead. Like Rav was showing some signs of life. Yeah, but I mean, again, at that point, it becomes what do you consider? Like, if we accept that the referee has discretion post bell, which, if the Yair zombie precedent holds, that becomes true, then it becomes was Marab unconscious. And I think that's a fair enough debate to have. Wait a second, let's go rewatch Yair zombie. Then, the, I think the, either uh, way, Marab kind of knocked himself out with a takedown beforehand, which was yeah, weird. He did. Yeah. Someone kind of DDT'd him. I'm kind of I'm kind of in the middle ground of both of you guys on that. Like I, I do think you should be able to stop a fight. Like if at the bell ring, if someone's unconscious, I think you should totally be able to wave it off. Um, yeah. But at the same time, at the same time, like, like he sur- he was kind of fighting that choke for like a minute and a half, and I feel like yeah. it stopped earlier. So it's like you made this guy suffer for like no reward. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, that's my thing. Like, we like, made it to the bell. Give him the fucking. Yeah. So- so, but I like get it. Like, like it's like it's like if he got choked out with like four seconds left, and like you didn't have time to kind of like assess the situation. I totally get if you stop it like at the bell. But he, it, it was like a minute and a half of just like him fighting on his like life and consciousness. I know. But that so was I, inspiring like, moment for us all. Don't take that away from the children. They have to live. They have to live up to the example. But but at the same time, I totally like. So I get Kugata's point, but I also get Saram, where it's like he was pretty much unconscious. He was <laughs> like, done. He was done. Like I mean, he was gone. Like you can't debate that. It's it's really a matter of do you do you like punish? Also, him point of order: the referee does wave off the um zombie fight before the bell actually goes. What's up? Well, I mean, either that, I think you could consider the, the referee. referee, referee in other rounds, you can't be saved by the bell, so how can you be saved in the third round by the bell? That doesn't make sense either. You can be saved by the bell in other rounds. We've, we've seen all well, sorts of random shit with guards, but it's actually dead. <laughs> Between no, I mean, rounds. When, you're, when you're legitimately knocked out, the referee has the opportunity that you were knocked out. Uh, you say that you're acting like this is completely applied guy. I've seen some he's picked up. Like, I don't know, Alvis vs. Griffin. <laughs> One, um, John's versus um, Munoz. Um, well, yeah, but the referee it. had the discretion to say John's, you're done. It's just that he left it to the corners during Coppinum. <coughs> I, I just, I just felt like Marab earned earned a decision. Like he earned yeah, the opportunity enough. to have a decision. <laughs> he was rubbing his legs frantically. Yeah. I, I, I totally get both sides. Like, I, like I, I totally understand where Gagabe is coming from. Because, like, he really did, like, if you ever fucking earned a way to not get the fight called off, like, Marat fucking did it. But at the same time, he was fucking unconscious. <laughs> Dude, I, I was, that was the first fight I think I ever watched with my girlfriend, and she was like, she was like, is that guy dead? Like, <laughs> Nobody knows. I can never 
watching MMA before. And you're watching Kyle literally bicycle kick to keep blood flowing in his brain. Like, so, that's fucking absurd. Like, oh my god. Right, I remember she was that's... watching that. And she was like, she was like, oh my god, he's gonna die. And I was like, yeah, he might. <laughs> Mate, go on, go out, come back with your with your shield on it. Rob deserved this day in court. But yeah. But at the same time, like just talking about Marab's actual fighting ability, it's yep. pretty impressive, I thought, that he he would have gotten that decision. Like oh, yeah, he, pretty, he pretty much kicked yeah. Simone's ass. Yeah, yeah. He, he would have had a two to one. Um yeah. and, and I, I think highly Ricky Simone, like if you guys don't yeah. know, like yeah, I, I think good. Yeah, yeah, he's good. good. Yeah. Um so I think Marab should probably be favored with like his wrestling advantage and pace, but at the same time, like Katona is tough. Like I, I could see Katona like getting the better of some striking exchanges, and um, but it's a matter of like I think I think Marab will get top time. I think it's going to be like a very fun fight, personally. Like I think it will be like high action, a lot of shit going on. Um, I probably won't bet this fight at the current odds though. Like I think Marab. I'm sure Marab will just windmill his way out of another choke. Katona's <laughs> <laughs> last fight, he actually had a sub with like the second left. No, yeah, yeah. yeah. Katona is like I-, I like Katona's game because he can wrestle like pretty decently. Like I don't think he's as good of a wrestler as Marab, but he he also has like a lot of subs. Um, he's an okay striker. Like he he just doesn't have holes. He's fine everywhere. <sighs> Yeah, makes sense. And in the UFC, if you have that, like you're going to be decent. So, yeah, pretty much. Uh, Swanson Burgess. Um, I like the ITD, ITD here a lot, just because Swanson got deaded by a jab last fight, and because Burgos just seems shitty to me. You like uh, Swanson ITD or the fight? No, ITD? just just I, I I like Swanson KO. I like fight into my KO. And I like fight ends fight ends ends inside the distance. For I mean, I'll probably take Burgos KO, to be honest. I think yeah. if the doesn't go to the decision, it's a good bet, because yeah. when he commits, he commits really hard, and yeah. Burgos has defensive issues. Like, Burgos is defensively very good, in my opinion, but yeah. if Swan like, actually lands, he commits so hard to what he actually commits to that it's going to be tough to survive. And... I think Burgos KO at uh, plus 380. That's a very good bet. I agree. Well, in my yeah, case, I can get fight ends by KO at, one point, at uh, 2.88, and I can get fight ends inside distance at 2.0, and I think that KO is just a better spot there because I don't think Ivers really that much of a sub for it. Like, yeah, good on Burgos coming, mm-hmm. picking up his magical armbar last fight, but <laughs> is that really yeah, a consistent that... um, feature of your game? Yeah, I mean, I think if you watch... Um... Swanson's fight with Brian Ortega. I think that's like how it might kind of go on the feed because if you watch, like Ortega kind of played the tank and where yeah. Swanson just kind of constantly had to back him off with strikes. And the issue there was that Swanson a couldn't keep from pressured by like actually just moving around. He didn't like pivot well or anything. He just had to like keep exploding linearly. But when he did that, he kind of just like leaps into long ass combinations. And I can see that flustering someone who tries to counter him. Burgos no. one of the better boxers at the division. So, and he's very good at counterpunching. So if Swanson just kind of lunges forward with one of those combinations, I kind of see him just getting hit with right hands all night. And yeah. I don't think Swanson survives that. Yeah, sounds about right. 
I think I just think the I think falling into my KO two point eight superior to falling inside distance of two point zero because I don't think yeah like, Swanson's submission defense issues are overblown. At least I think so, but Burgos no, also doesn't hunt submissions that much. But you look at his recent um, submission losses. You got Ortega, who kind of meme, you know, it's, it's Ortega. He has, he's very good Ortega's, at being Ortega. That was more Ortega. <laughs> Ortega does shit. Moicardo was a club and sub. Well, Holloway was a club and sub. Edgar really? was like four, four seconds left in that fight. It was consistent wrestle fucking. But I mean, even and if you watch like a Llamas fight, it was kind of just not realizing that the arm triangle was there. So, <coughs> there. Nope. so, I think he got tapped by Shannon like... Gugarty in Jesus 2004. Did not know that. One th- one thing I do want to point out, like I I uh, I, I kind of like am with you guys like on ITD and fight ends by KF. Like I I, I Burgos just pushes a pace, and I feel like it will kind of get pretty wild in there. Yeah. Um, but one thing I do want to point out is Burgos. Like, who's that fucking guy? He fought Pepe. Do you know who yeah. I'm talking about? Oh, yeah. Uh, the the one thing that pissed me off, because I, I, I'm eyeing Burgo's TKO line at, like, plus 400 or whatever it is. Yeah. Like, um, yeah. I, I, I've been eyeing it. The only thing that worries me, but I think, like, we can probably figure out why this happened, is he knocked Pepe down, like, nine times and didn't follow up and get a finish. Like, like I'm not joking. Like, he, he had multiple, yeah. like, fight-ending knockdowns and just didn't follow up. I think it was more because he was afraid to go in Pepe's guard because I think yeah, yeah. I remember that he he yeah, whipped yes. Pepe on and Pepe has like I remember Pepe tapped out like fucking Andre with like a flying triangle yeah yeah so, I think I, it's fair to be afraid of Pepe's guard there yeah yeah, yeah I, I didn't know if we should be afraid of the follow up because Curtis Melender has like a major follow up issue and I think it's because he's just terrible on the ground period where I think Burgos yeah. actually was being smart there of just like. Yeah. It's like, hey, get back up, and I'll just go for the knockout here and not risk getting subbed going for it. So um, I don't think he'll have that same issue against Swanson because I don't think he'll be as of like the submission threat. I just wanted to point that out because I think I know. I think if Cub goes down, he's going to be done. Yeah. Yeah. It just did not look good. The way he got dropped by Moicano was just what the fuck. That was a a fairly soft jab. Yeah. and like I I think it was a very solid jab. It's just that tend to get dropped like you got sh- those yeah, yeah it, it's just, Burgos is gonna land jabs like that in this fight yeah. sure um yeah it'll be a fun fight though. it could be fight of the night to be honest yeah I think it will be if it goes past like a round yeah yeah well, same I could just throw any two depends I think one of those two will probably yeah, will be yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, Nelson Sales could be fun yeah yeah, I think Sales takes over, but like I could see Nelson having some. Not even Mar- Marab Katoni could be fun if uh, Katoni can keep up with the scrambling. Yeah, I think that would be a good one. Yeah, yeah. Katoni and Marab. Like I could see Marab just all manhandling him, but I could also see Katoni. Like if Katoni can keep up with him, or can like take down yeah. the fence for a while. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Uh, main event of the year. Main event of the year. Pay per view. <laughs> Highlight of our lives. Um, Bronson Fedor. I'm so excited for this fight. <laughs> this one's going to be hilarious. I love I it, honestly. I've t- I got Brunson K1 at 7-1, to one, so I hit it fairly hard because I was just like, well... <laughs> yeah. I kind of have to because it's 7 I'll take Brunson K1 at much better than 4-1 against pretty anybody in middleweight just because Brunson yeah. can do that. Yeah, I mean, realistically, unless he's fighting someone like Whitaker who actually has really good defense... And I think that's Whitaker still hit him. 
Yeah, what a good. Yeah, what a good. He did, you know, hit him. <laughs> yeah. But... I don't think it's entirely. It's not outside the realms of possibility that Brunson knocks out Whitaker in the first round. Mm. It's unlikely, but like, yeah, if you just mm. run, if you run and swing, you can make shit happen. Yeah, that's true. It was like if you go really, really wild on someone, even if they're yeah. really good, they do tend to get flustered. So, just, yeah, if you just do it early and before anybody gets settled, and you just go crazy and make it a fifty-fifty. Yeah. yeah, I think you can dance most guys. Um, yeah, yes. this fight, I was like originally. I, I feel like I feel like you have to stay away from this fight. <laughs> like the money, was like I, I don't know what you guys think, but I was originally kind of thinking Theodora because I'm just like, well, he's gonna land more. Um, he's gonna land more, and but the more I think about it, it's like, dude, Brunson could probably knock him out at any time, and if Brunson just doesn't like. It's like no. if he has success at the end of rounds too, like and lands a big shot, he can immediately take away in the judges' minds any of the work that like Theodora has accumulated throughout the first three and a half minutes of the round. My thing is the same as over him. Brun- you bet him. You look at Brunson's face during his walkout. You try to determine which Brunson's going to rock up. Yeah, and if it seems to be a very aggressive, angry Brunson, you just go all in. <laughs> I don't. That's not really how I analyze, but like, uh, yeah. but Brunson is one of the few people you have to actually do that with. <laughs> I, I think it's a fight you just need to. I, I think it's a live betting city, personally. True. And uh, if I think the way Brunson works, like if Brunson looks like he's switched on, he'll just knock him out in like two minutes, and you're like, oh, I couldn't really get live bet anyway. So, but, but the way I see it is like if if you're yeah if you're thinking to bet, Fiora, <laughs> it's yeah. gonna be there if he's still around after Matt. After the of first course, yeah. 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 So it's yeah. like he's he's not gonna get a finish, so you won't lose any opportunity. And. Yeah. And the thing is, he might like like the first round is his the biggest danger round, most likely. Yeah. So it's like, it's like he he might lose that, and he might get a better line, or yeah. he might win the first round, and he's not going to dominate the first round. So he'd become like a minus one seventy favorite with a round up. So it's like yeah. I'd rather have minus one seventy with him having a round up than minus one ten pre fight. Um, sure. So th- that's the way I see it. But I, I was originally thinking about playing him. But I was like, fuck, dude. Like, he really scared me versus Anders. I do think Anders cuts the cage off better than Brunson. Oh, fucked. Oh, I don't but, think... Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm expert Fiodora there, and that was not a lot harder than I That was a lot closer than I thought it was going to be. I, I, I hit him hard, too, and I was right yeah. in that decision. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I think Fiodora's like... extremely bad. And yeah, like, I was going to start <laughs> off by saying something specific, fight. but in yeah. general, Theodoro's just... He's horrific. But... So is Brunson to an extent, just in the way that I think Brunson can kind of make Theodoro look competent for a while, just by running face first into the fence at every opportunity he gets. Uh, eventually, I think Elias had enough trouble with Anders just spamming left hand at them that he's going to lose. Brunson's pretty yeah. much he's just much more athletic at closing distance and more yeah. powerful than Anders. They both no. pretty much just spam left hands. Yeah, like gun to my head, I would probably pick Theodora. Like to be honest, but oh, I pick Brunson easy. Oh, oh, you pick Brunson? Oh, um, yeah, hmm. yeah, yeah. Like I mean, like I said, I'm not betting it, and I'm really like I'd be very scared betting either guy. I think that's the way to. Put it. Yeah, I'm not betting like, either. Would, would you be that shocked if Theodora just fucking pitter pattered the decision here? Like I would. Be. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't be but, shocked, but it's also like that's mostly. You can't trust Brunson to do the right thing. Fedor Kaiwan is his name. 
Brunson can't break that stroke. Look at Brunson's KO one stroke. It's beautiful. Theodoro's the cheat code of MMA. Like, he's not very good at anything, but he's just learned that if you just, the strike count, if you just, even if you're landing nothing, like, it's like Sandhagen Lineker, except, yep. you know, except, like, even more so. He just spams kicks and just random little pitter-patter volume, and he just wins yep. decisions. Like, he's won, like, I wouldn't even say he's a cheat code. It's just more, he's faced a bunch of really bad fighters. And even Anders, Anders isn't a very good striker. If you saw on the round oh, trip, for sure. Yeah. So, <laughs> like, hope they don't crowd you for the entire fight by just moving laterally, even though you're not that good at it. And it no. works. It's, it's a very, very bad style because it's just thoroughly unviable. Who knows what they're doing? But it works. You know, you kind of have to give them credit for that, even though it's you know total shit. Yeah. Very um, strong opinions here. Yeah. It's just, it's, I know. like, I get it. Like, Brunson very well might just fuck him up. Like, I mean, he's, he's, like, way more capable of actually winning the fight with actual damage and shit that matters. But it's, like, if you count the volume in the crowd and, like, Brunson kind of being an idiot, it's... Oh, <laughs> shit. The crowd, I forgot that the crowd would be an issue here because it's Canada. In the co-main event too, so it's like yeah. kind of like like the crowd will be into it. So, I, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I'm just gonna live bet it and just kind of like be able to see it play out. I think that's the best way. I'm just gonna live bet because Elias, like he could run circles around Brunson for the first two rounds, but he also doesn't really have defense in the pocket. And so if Brunson just runs in on him once and like it's pretty much all it takes. Yeah, you know, you know what's a fight which should have happened which hasn't happened. What's that? Cheetah Fedora. Let's not. <laughs> let's let's just not go there. Why not? It's, 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 it, it would be interesting. No, it wouldn't. <laughs> that's be why. I, I just the idea of that fight existing would amuse me. Machito would kick it, but if he didn't, it would be terrible. I think it. I think it would be terrible. I think. It, I think it would be a very interesting split decision. Scorecards oh, would vary. Actually, Wonder, it's Wonder Boy's gonna move up the middleweight, isn't he? Let's get Wonder Boy. Let's get Wonder Boy Theodore. <laughs> <laughs> Somehow Theodore would get his first knockout, like randomly. Woodley Theodore. <laughs> oh please, let's do that. That would be so fucking funny, that fight. Um, but yeah, like, even though I don't think anyone has action on this fight, this is the main event. Theodore and Brunson. We can I've got some Brunson K1 just because I feel like seven, I have to hit Brunson K1 at 7 to 1 just because it's Brunson. Yeah. Oh, like, yeah. Hopefully, it's no, hopefully it's the same Brunson they fought Machado and Kelly who didn't have fear, feel any fear. <laughs> <laughs> Brunson, it really just depends on his mood. Like, you see it in his face as he goes in. It's like over him. He just, you, you see over him going to the ring, and he's like, oh, over him's going to lose today, isn't he? Yeah. <laughs> he's in that mood. Now, now, now I'm starting to think Brunson's going to kill him. Like, like I don't know. I, 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 I'm going back and forth. <laughs> I'm just, you're fucking my current mental image is like Brunson by flying the KO round one. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, so Fiodori by, by first round flying the. <laughs> Johnson will force Fyodor to stand his ground. Um, but moving on from that amazing fight, we got 
a really good fight now, I Quinta and, and Cowboy. Um, Saram, you want to start us off? Uh, yeah, I think um, Cowboy definitely has the advantage on the outside, but what he did against Hernandez, which was, you know, land the knee and just run forward, I don't think that'll work at all against I Quinta because I Quinta can actually counterpunch, where Hernandez held up on the back foot and didn't want to do anything. So I think I favor Iaquinta just in the sense that against Lee, he did a good job closing distance. And that's kind of what you need against Cerrone. If you just run at him, he's going to get kneed in the gut a whole lot. But, Let me favor one second. Just I'm going to sidebar this because I'm reading Eli's favorite Theodore Wikipedia page. Theodore is involved in an upcoming film called Last Hit, in which he will portray an MMA fighter who is paralyzed and forced to retire, but then takes up esports. I wish that would happen in real life. <laughs> it is his um, Kickstarter achieved about a third of the um, goal, unfortunately. Like, no, I don't, I don't, just why? All right. Um, yeah. So only via just generally being the cool guy. Mike Quinter yeah. is yeah. I Quinter via being better pocket and you know closing distance. I'm taking some Ike to KO1 because I'm just like, say, I just feel like Ike could definitely shut down Soroni early doing, you know, the massive Soroni, the obvious Soroni hole. But I feel like Soroni gets comfortable. Soroni just kind of just outstrikes strikes him. And I don't think Soroni's a better striker than Ike Quinta. Ike doesn't defend leg kicks. He doesn't really defend body kicks. Um, watch courts. Um, Sarah Longo is pretty terrible as a defensive striking coach. Um, well, I mean, Ike isn't amazing defensively, but Soroni is bad in the pocket defensively as well. Yep. I think I Quinta did a good job against Lee in not rushing in, which is the only place where like the only place where Cowboy can actually time that counter knee is if someone like Hernandez is just like blitzing towards him. Where yep. when someone like Masvidal just tried to crowd him but didn't like him, Cerrone couldn't time the knee. There was really nothing he could do. So I think Iaquinta just kind of feints towards him and, you know, covers distance. Good job using, like, a double jab and entering to the body against Lee. Even threw a couple nice, like, shifting combos so that when Lee backed out, he was still able to extend and catch him. All that adds up, and Cerrone eventually just, you know, can't keep up with it. I, I, I trust Cerrone's chin. Cerrone's, if Cerrone, like, like, historically, Cerrone's durability has been good. Once he's That's left fair. that sort of first four minutes, like yeah, I could, uh, my gut feel is I've I quit to K one or sorry decision. I could even see I could I could like winning it like the sensible decision, but Sorony like kind of picking it up off like kicks being flashier. I mean, I can definitely see Sorony picking it up. It's just not a good step for him when some when he's facing someone who can actually box. That tends to be his issue. Like, if you look at his last few fights, the ones that he's won, Yancey Madero's defensively fucking terrible. Um, <coughs> Darren Tilkamp yeah. boxes defensively fucking terrible. What's that? Darren Tilkamp boxes defensively fucking terrible. True. Yeah, Darren Till definitely can box. And he, he has one hand. Most of the other issues. Darren, T- Darren Till and Tyron Woodley's are two halves, two halves of the perfect fighter. <laughs> Because I mean, they both only have one hand. <laughs> well, yeah, but I mean, Darren Till does a good job setting it up with, um, well, he doesn't jab much, but he well, and he can mix between the straight, and the upper, and the hook. He did that well against Masvidal. Masvidal was just too good. 
that's the issue, right? Cerrone, how they set up, how they set up against one boxes, player. he's fucked. But people look at it like, if you don't check off those boxes, he's not. I don't think that's true. Yeah, well, true. I'm, I'm, yeah, not, not disagreeing with you. I'm just like, Till set I mean, up set up his left hand very well against Woodley. I'll give him that. Yeah, he just didn't throw it. <laughs> that was a strange fight. No, but I mean, again, just look at the last few fights. You've got Medeiros, you got Perry who wrestled, and B yep. can't box either. Perry isn't a good boxer. And then you've got Hernandez, who just threw himself into the knee over and over until he died. If you look at the guys who could box in the last few Cerrone fights, it's Jorge Masvidal, who killed him, Robbie Lawler, who who won a split decision, but a good deal of damage, Darren Till, who killed him, and Leon Edwards, who shut him out over five rounds. The guys who can force Cowboy into the pocket are going to beat him even if it goes past the first round. That's just how he is. That's just not a skill set that it's just not a skill set that he has to be able to hang in the pocket with actually sound boxers. It's just that if he can strand someone on the outside, it's a lot easier for him. And I don't think he'll he's gonna have a lot of success stranding um Al on the outside. Yeah, um so it's, it's like two AM here, so I just fight I just fight it out just um no, I could get definitely help pocket box. I just my I just feel I could. I just I I find it hard to buy him because like I just feel like Lee has is not a very good striker despite picking out some more offensive tools, and I could is otherwise just been beating up old men. I mean, and yeah. and the grand crowd to the crown jewel of like he didn't get destroyed by Khabib as hard as we, as hard as we thought he would. But I think honestly, it's more down to Khabib having a bunch of very favorable matchups apart from Ike Winter. I mean, I think Lee fought really dumb, but Ike Winter's yeah. very good. And, like, I think both are. Lee, but... Lee was, like, keeping up from the striking first round until he's only kind of gassed. Well, he was keeping up, but he still ate the bigger shots. And Ike Winter's still kind. Like, Ike Winter's first round, in my opinion. It's just that Lee was able to get outside kicking going. And that was. That likely issue for Iaquinta against Cerrone, if there's an issue, it's that Cerrone is yeah, on the outside. But yeah. Iaquinta did start countering them late. Yeah. There, there was this one where he like kind of scooped it across his body and just landed a right hand. And it was really yeah, was very he tired. He committed and... to many kicks after that. So. Yeah. But I felt like Lee got very tired and it's kind of, you know, he, he, Cerrone's cardio has never really been a major issue. That's true. And yeah, yeah Cerrone's a lot more educated as a kicker than Lee is. Yeah. Like Lee's kicking is really just that big left body kick. Yeah, it's so right winnable kick. for both. It's yeah. just, I favor Iaquinta because. Yeah, my plan at the moment is pretty much about Iaquinta K1. Because I just think Cerrone's got that big hole in the first round, and then look to live bet Cerrone, like four or five minutes, depending on how he's going. Like, don't just blind live bet, but like, if it looks like Cerrone's finding his pace and the Iquint can't do much to stop it, just hit him. Yeah, I I think I think this is like I haven't really like I've kind of been listening to you guys, and I kind of agree with like both of you in many ways, like. Their fight metric numbers are literally identical, like just so, like from a volume point of view, like they <laughs> they absorb and land the exact same. But I, like I agree with um, Saram and the fact that Cerrone like really like I think it's kind of both ways though. 
Cerrone hasn't really fought any good boxers, like, at all. I, I mean, like, Hernandez is shit. P- Perry, that was just kind of like, he got him on the floor. And then Yancey's a lot different than Al. Um, yep. And then, like, if you look at kind of, like, Till, Waller, like, like guys who actually kind of have some hands, they kind of gave him issues. But at the same time, if you look at Ally Quinta, he hasn't fought a kicker since Masvidal. And, like, yeah. Masvidal pretty much, like... No, Masvidal fucked him up. Yeah. So it's like, a, like so I, I totally get the susceptibility of, like, Cerrone against boxers. But at the same time, like, their volume's really similar. And Al has not... Like, I mean, Diego Sanchez and Khabib, those two fights pretty much tell us nothing. Like as far as how this fight would go, and then um, and then like, who did he just beat? Kevin Lee. It's like Kev- Kevin Lee's like a lot different than Cerrone. So you have to go back four fights ago against, and because he's been so inactive, Al. Like yeah. Yeah. that's his most recent fight, Masvidal. That's kind of similar to this in some ways. So well, I mean, I wouldn't say that either because Masvidal let him like Masvidal. More c- comparable than like recent matchups. That makes sense. I'm, I'm, I'm not even sure. I'd say Masvidal is particularly comparable more than Lee is on the feet. Like they're all wildly, wildly different. But I'm just talking about kicks, like kick susceptibility. Yeah. I mean, I guess that's fair. But Masvidal mostly won the Iaquinta fight with the jab and the check hook. So I don't think that's particularly comparable either. He landed a lot. He landed a lot of body kicks in the fight. Yeah, he did. Right. Most part when. Like, what Masvidal did to counter Iaquinta closing distance was use the jab and the, and the check hook, for the most part. Yeah. I, so, I guess what I'm just trying to say is, I think this is just a close fight. Like, like I, I don't... Same. Like, like I, I don't see, like... I, I don't see why you would... Like, if you asked me where I would line this, I'd probably, like, someone around minus 115, minus 130, like, where it is. So, I just... Uh, like, like their volume's really similar, and I think, like, stylistically, you've seen them a little prone. Like, like you, you might disagree with Ally Quinta versus Masvidal, but you've seen them a little prone to these, the, the you know, their opponents. Yeah, that's fair. So, uh, like, I, I just don't look at this fight, and I'm like, fuck yeah, like, make some money type of thing. Like, I, like, I don't really know. I could see either guy winning. I guess that's all I'm trying to say. I mean, I think it's winnable for either. It's just... I don't think Iaquinta is as vulnerable on the outside as Cerrone has shown to be on the inside. Yeah, I, I lean Al. Like, I, I think Al's going to win. Um, yeah, like, I, I just think he's going to have a lot of success with his hands. But, um, but I would not be surprised if Cerrone just was like... Because Cerrone's still good, man. Like, he looked good versus Leon Edwards. Leon Edwards is a stud. Right. Um, Leon so, Edwards yeah, is, I, is I'm, possibly I'm the guy, so, yeah. Is Leon Edwards? No, Leon Edwards isn't. I thought Leon Edwards was fighting Kevin Lee. It was fighting RDA for a No, he's fighting, RDA is fighting Kevin Lee. Which should be interesting. Those odds are close, too. I feel like RDA, but I don't know. I don't know. Five rounds changes everything for, for well, next card. Next card's Brazil, Brazil, isn't it? The Brazil card is the next yeah. one. That's, that's the fucking card. As far as yeah, like, I'm, I'm going to have... Yeah lot of action on that one. Yeah. Um uh, Brazil. Oh, RDA Kevin Lee's only in two weeks. Did not know that. I thought it was I thought it was further out. Oh yeah it is. Oh decent fights in that card. 
Uh, that's from Landis here. It's Yara Eubanks. Let's all get that down in our calendars. Grant Dawson and Trezana is also kind of interesting. Like, um, she fights Hanish. Hanish should be interesting. And I think uh, Luke and Magni made it on the card. Did they? Oh, yeah, they did. Oh, that's... Look, the back in the wagon. Gonna roll. Gonna roll. That that Brazil card, man, like 237, like I'm mm-hmm. eyeing on Draj pretty heavily. And then, um, like, although Volkanovski will be a lot of fun, um, yep. Morais and Worley Alves will be fun. It, like, I feel like there's a lot of, like, betting options on that card. Yeah. I mean, I think Andraj is a decent bet. I just really don't like her as a fighter, and it's tough for me to bet on someone like that. I, I just think it's like you have a massive advantage as far as like output and the crowd. Like it's really tough. Oh, to that's true. To win a decision in in Brazil with five rounds, so it's going to be five biased rounds, like going towards Andrade if the rounds are close. Um, and the fact that like Rose does not deal with pressure well at all. Like, I think Andrade is going to fuck her up. Like, I think she's going to gas her out because Rose hasn't been, like... Her, her versus Joanna was just kind of like a perimeter kickboxing match where she wasn't being, like, pressure-heavy. Because, like, you can't forget Carolina, like, beat up Rose, especially in the third round. Pretty bad. Um, so, yeah. Like, I, I think Andrade is just going to, like, triple her up on this, the, the total strikes. But, um... I don't know. Maybe Rose has really improved, but I, I just don't think her little perimeter finesse kickboxing game is going to work against somebody just super like, just super kind of like gritty and just I mean, will force kind of just like a different type of. Most of the Tafi's happening. Jesus. <laughs> In general, Andrade is easy to game plan around. Kind of like I think you make the comparison to Lester in the sense that. When you're in there, it's tough to execute, but they're not that tough to game plan around. And I think Rose and Whit have the capacity to do that. Because Andrade, she's pretty much just all athleticism, and her striking is very, very bad. So I think it's winnable for Rose. It's just going to be yeah. if it gets passed. Like if Andrade has like one good round, Rose is probably kind of fucked. Yeah, and and the thing is, like, Andrade, especially if she gasses out, I feel like we'll also get takedowns. Because, like, um, like she has, like, legitimate... Like, she can kind of push you up against the cage and pick you up. Like, she's got legitimate power in her takedowns. And, like, Rose was getting taken down by Carolina. Like, um, I don't know. Like, I just feel like... I, if it was a three-round fight, I'd feel a lot different. But with five rounds in Brazil... I, I just feel like Andrade should be a heavier favorite. If it was on neutral territory, like, I get it, but, I mean, the numbers show that people get fucked in, you know, the local fi- fighters always get the better of the scorecards, so it's like, whatever. Jacko, Jacko Gaslin. Yeah. Oh, that was one that didn't happen, yeah. <laughs> Gaslin was all very Brazilian. But, like, generally, I mean, think of, like, that's a rare one. Like <laughs> Macheda, no, didn't Anders get Anders got a card against Macheda, which was ridiculous. Macheda should have been like yeah. 43. I mean, we could play that game. Like Marais got a fucking decision over Means, which is terrible, and and rush, and then that first Russia card. Uh, I, I, I did feel like Macheda won that decision against Anders. 
Xanders did his usual refusing to do anything. That fight, I thought it was just kind of close, and I, I, I thought Anders won, but I, I didn't feel strongly about it at all. A bunch of us got uh, Machado at plus seven hundred coming into round five, so that was good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like uh, Machado had already actually won the fight because he had like forty, he had four rounds and two cards. <laughs> like, you know, it's like in terms of like, yo, know, it's I mean, there was plus seven hundred on somebody who had said you already won the fight, which was crazy. For for UFC Ottawa, what's your guys' like plays? That that's the Iaquinta Cowboy card, obviously. Yeah. One of your favorite plays. Harris, I guess. And yeah. Yeah, I just spit back should be fucked. Harris, uh, Burgos KO, in my opinion. Yeah, I'll fight to win by KO and Swanson Burgos. It's close enough to the KO line and like yeah Burgos is enough, I could see it happening. Yeah, that's fair. I don't Yeah. yeah. I'd I'd rather cover my ass. <laughs> Cool. Yeah, okay, I'm gonna sleep. It's fucking 2 a.m. here. You <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna roll too. Thanks, guys. Uh, yeah, thanks for joining me. Um, it's another episode. Yeah. Later.